Good morning, everyone. My name is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky nestled in the tall timbers of Colorado. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, June 28th, 2023, and that means it's time for World Events Update with Randy. Now, uh, Randy was on Sunday for a special edition of World Events Update as we reflected on some of the goings-on over in Russia with the Wagner Group and the attempted coup. Uh, but lots more has happened since then. So uh, in our regular weekly update uh, this morning, we want to go cover some of those uh, headlines and some of the other uh, things that are happening. Uh, Randy always has some insight as well as typically some uh, information that most people aren't privy to uh, in the mainstream media. So we'll bring Randy on in just a moment. Uh, I want to mention uh, a couple of uh, announcements real quick. Uh, if you missed Prophecy Night last night, Boy, you missed a good one. Let me encourage you to go back and check out that video. It was a very special night, a, a conversation with uh, my folks who were in town visiting, and uh, they agreed graciously to be interviewed. And so uh, we talked about all kinds of things, biblical, theological, and Bible uh, prophecy related, and uh, and just also kind of a heartwarming time to reflect on their upbringing, how they came to know the Lord, and uh, the journey that we are all on. So uh, that has posted. It's on our Rumble, Rumble channel. Uh, the audio is also on our uh, podcast channels. So uh, check that out. Uh, Monday, of course, we had Brad Mastin on talking about the deceiver and his purposes. Another great uh, show as we talked about a lot of scripture that relates to Satan's deceptive plan. And uh, tomorrow, uh, I'll have uh, Lucas Doremus on uh, for part two of his discussion of signs, powers, and lying wonders. And Lucas has been just such a blessing to me through the years, and I know you'll enjoy uh, that uh, discussion based on his book entitled Deceiving by Signs. I've also, I'm have also i going to be on a uh, broadcast radio program later today with Eric Bombeck. Uh, we don't have any way to post that or you know uh, download that, uh, but if you're in the Pennsylvania area or anywhere in the Northeast, um, uh, just search for Eric Bombeck. He's got a radio program uh, a syndicated show. I've been on there once before. It's a, it's a half hour uh, program, and we're going to be talking about, at his request, uh, secret societies and some of those types of things. So uh, that's uh, later today. Uh, but I want to start out with a scripture passage before I bring Randy on. It is, of course, uh, June 28th. So I was looking in Proverbs 28, the 28th chapter of Proverbs, and verse 15 says, like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over the people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, verse 16 goes on to say. And you know, that metaphor of a roaring lion comes up uh, several times in Scripture, usually in a negative uh, context. Uh, of course, we all think of 1 Peter 5, 8, where we're told to be sober, be vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. And in 1 Peter, uh, Peter is undoubtedly, and this is written, of course, toward the end of his life, before he was just before he was martyred. He's undoubtedly thinking about the horrors of the Neronian persecution uh, in the Roman Colosseum, where they would literally feed Christians to the lions who would maul and devour them. And uh, Satan desires to do the same thing uh, to believers. He wants to kill us. Jesus said he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And uh, and these wicked rulers that Proverbs uh, talks about uh, are working at the behest of Satan, and uh, they, you know, they are doing his bidding, and uh, they call themselves Luciferians, and I've, of course, written and talked about them 
uh, for years, the Luciferian uh, conspiracy. But we need to remember that uh, even though when the wicked arise, Proverbs 28, verse 28 says, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. And uh, God has a plan. Uh, he is working out his plan precisely as he has told us he would in his word. And at the end of the age, when the kingdom comes and Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, sits on the throne, he is going to rule over a a time of unprecedented peace and righteousness and judgment. And at that time, all of the wicked at his return will be cast into the lake of fire, uh, cast into the everlasting fire, I should say. It becomes the lake of fire at the end of the millennium. Uh, but uh, and, and the righteous will increase at that time, just as Proverbs 28, 28 tells us. So as Randy and I talk, uh, Randy and I talk each day about, you know, world events, headlines, and just provide some commentary and reflections on on world events. I want to remind you that um, there is no bad news from God's perspective, okay? I mean, God is, uh, is using uh, the plans of the wicked even for his uh, purposes. And uh, we don't understand, uh, you know, the mind of God. We don't understand the wh why He is allowing things to go on as they are. We've speculated on that from Scripture a few times before, mainly thinking that it is uh, the fact that in Second Peter three nine He tells us He doesn't want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. He wants everybody to have that opportunity to change their mind about Christ and recognize that He's the Savior and place their faith in Him for eternal life. And so He's patient. But regardless, from our perspective, what we're called on to do is trust God and to know that the Bible tells a story that comes full circle from creation in the image of God to fall to redemption and then to restoration and re recreation of the world in a, a, a sinless state once again. And so uh, these uh, wicked rulers uh, that are like roaring lions uh, trying to destroy the world and destroy anybody who gets in their way, they will have their day. Uh, they will not succeed. The Bible tells us in Psalm 2 that God laughs at them because the, it's just really funny to think, to see that they think they can somehow overcome uh, God, the creator of the universe, because they can't. So as we talk about these things, we do it for a couple of reasons. We do it to encourage folks in the faith and to remind them to trust God and remind them that God wins in the end. But we also do it for a pragmatic reason, and that is that if the Lord doesn't come back soon, uh, we may be facing a time of, of really unprecedented trouble and difficulty and, and persecution, and therefore we need to heed the warning of Scripture to be prepared. You know, Proverbs 22.3 is a passage that I talk about often, uh, where it says the wise man sees trouble coming and prepares for it, uh, but that verse is repeated almost verbatim in Proverbs 27.12, and I was looking at that yesterday on June 27th, where verse 12 says, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished, meaning they suffer the consequences. So we do uh, tell you these things and talk about them from a pragmatic perspective to, to be prepared, uh, to know, you know, what should we do in preparation for the global digital ID and digital currency? What should we do in, in the likelihood of an EMP or some other type of military uh, conflict? What should we do as we see our rights being stripped away and uh, those types of things and, and, and Christians being persecuted? You know, I asked my folks last night in the interview at Prophecy Night, uh, what are some of the changes that they see? And right off the bat, my dad mentioned just the amount of persecution of Christians. And, uh, you know, that, that was kind of interesting. I didn't know what he was going to say, but he, he mentioned that the, it's the fact that Christians 
are being persecuted, which has really you know caught his attention and surprised him in his 81 years of, of living. So, so Randy, uh, with that background and that uh, just in word of encouragement, uh, want to welcome you to the program today. Thanks for joining us as always. And uh, what have you got for us today? Well, good morning. Uh, another another uh, beautiful day in Colorado. We'll start out with that. That's the positive news of the day. So we'll we'll get right to this. Um, I want everybody to remember God is in charge. Um, things are looking like they're going bad, getting rough. So keep it in mind. But we know it's coming. But I think maybe it's coming faster than we thought. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit here because in the last five days I've gotten more messages, phone calls, emails than I've ever seen in my life. And it took a little bit of processing to make them coherent for me. So hopefully they will be for everybody else. All right, a couple of things to start out. Um, Sunday when we talked about the Russian situation, I mentioned that I think it was set up purposely by Mr. Uh, Putin and Mr. Prigozhin basically to get rid of um, Mr. Putin's enemies and get Mr. Prigozhin over into the uh, Belarus area where he's needed. Well, Mr. Prigozhin is now in Belarus. They are constructing a camp for the Wagner Group, 8,000 of them, and this camp will be built by next Tuesday. Hmm. Now, they didn't start Sunday, I will promise you, so they knew this was coming. I mentioned a little bit of a purge that I thought was going to happen, and um, General Armageddon, as he's known, this would be uh, General Sorovikin, all of a sudden disappeared from the scene in Russia. Now, we don't know if he took a vacation all of a sudden or what's happening, but it's very interesting that he's gone. Uh, evidently, he knew about what was kind of transpiring with this coup or pseudo-coup, and it looks to me like he might have been one of those on the way out. So we'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, let's see. This morning, there are 1,600 flight disruptions. It looks like the... Um, cyber attack could be starting, very possible. Uh, Roseanne Barr, in her infinite wisdom, come on TV yesterday and said there were no Jewish deaths during the Holocaust, but there should be six million of them killed now. Unbelievable. Now. Yeah. I mean, bless her heart. She, she just can't help herself. And, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, she's one of those people kind of like Ann Coulter, kind of kind of like the caustic types that you know when she says something you agree with you go yeah good good job you know but then when when she says these off the charts things you go i mean what 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 if what did you eat today i mean what 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 are you on <laughs> well you know we've talked before about a lot of people need med med checks and <laughs> i'm thinking maybe her lithium run out i'm not sure but anyway, so our North Korean friends say that war is necessary and they are ready to institute it. Uh, we have 60,000 troops in South Korea and Japan, largest troop gathering of the United States anywhere in the world. And our um, little man in North Korea thinks he's ready to take them out. He might be. I don't know. Um, the first of our first 200 troops that the United States is sending to Taiwan have arrived there. The uh, Chinese have voiced their uh, opposition to that. 
And last night, two Russian warships showed up just miles off the Taiwan coast. They'd be coming from the south to the north, which is a really weird way for them to get over to Taiwan. But then the um, Chinese forces are on the, I believe this morning we're on the west. So I don't know what's taking place there, but I do know they are getting plans together to evacuate up to 80,000 people. And they are ready to blow the chip factories if indeed an attack is made. Um, you would think that is not something they're even going to remotely think about, but I don't know. But yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, I mean, the, the thinking on those chip factories would be, uh, you know, obviously it, they think it would hurt really everywhere, the whole world and the West, because almost all of the, the computer chips come out of Taiwan. But you know, wouldn't it hurt them as well? I mean, if they if we couldn't make, uh, you know, circuit boards and chips and things like that, isn't that going to hurt China too? It'd hurt everybody. The problem is that's the main manufacturer in the world. So, you know, I know we don't want the Chinese to get the stuff we can't have, but the Chinese have to be thinking there's an easier way to move in and take over, you know, whether it be through their legislative process or or their original plans. But when things get hot, people don't think. Yeah, and right don't. now we've got that problem going on. Now, you talked about some of the uh, air traffic that shut down and how that could be yet another uh, cyber attack uh, related issue. But weren't there also uh, some uh, no-fly zones that popped up over the weekend on the East Coast? I remember hearing something about that. What was going on there? Well, there were no-fly zones on the uh, Eastern Seaboard and some in the West. And it looked like the ones in the east probably were because there were carriers sitting there. There's three carrier groups sitting there. Nobody knows for what reason. Um, it's interesting, a plane from Moscow flew into Dulles International yesterday. Um, not a big deal, except they don't usually come in with ascending the surveillance aircraft in a stratotanker towards them, which means there were fighters in the group also. Hmm. So I don't know if they didn't know who was there, what the purpose was, or if they wanted to make sure they got in to the United States. Hmm. Now, I don't know if they're replacing diplomats, if they're removing diplomats. If they're removing diplomats, that signifies another uptick into the situation as it is right now. Hmm. Now, besides those uh, restricted areas over the weekend, uh, yesterday, there were 24 new ones across the continental United States that appeared in an hour. Nobody knows why. There's supposedly nothing really going on there, but we also noticed watching the air traffic that there were strato tankers, there were also reconnaissance aircraft, and there were B-52s flying from Kansas to Oklahoma. Now, I have no idea why. All I know is that is not normal traffic. Um, I've got a source that basically is a pilot for United, used to fly C-130s in the war. And he knows some of the traffic controllers, and they said, this is the type of traffic they saw immediately before 9-11. Hmm. Now, they didn't really elaborate, but I take it that it was pretty bizarre that there were flight cancellations, flight diversions. So we're pretty sure something's up. Hmm. And then yesterday at 11 a.m., an aircraft called Boxer 42 
which is basically the aircraft that transports members of Congress, was noted flying north towards the Arctic Circle. Now, why would a bunch of congressmen be flying north to the Arctic Circle? Unless they know something we don't know, right? All right, looks like they went to Pituffic Space Base, which used to be Thule Air Base. It is 750 miles north of the Arctic Circle. That base is used to watch for nuclear incoming missiles and to be prepared for somewhat of a response if they can muster it. Now, we don't know for sure that there was a congressman uh, no, we on, on it, right? Uh, but that's Correct. what that transportation is usually used for. That plane um, is used solely for those. Yes. Yeah, and I'm going to throw this out there just for all of my uh, my uh, flat earthers. Uh, you know, we, we were hoping and praying that as they got further and further north of the Arctic Circle, they didn't fall off the edge. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, no, that there's all kinds of things going on up there that, uh, you know, I've talked about before and there have been, you know, lots of uh, reports about and books written about. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was just kind of interesting. I, I, I got that notice and I thought, what in the world? Are they going? Could be completely innocent, though, right? Could have nothing to do with anything serious. Uh, yeah, and it could snow in Canyon City today. <laughs> now, the reason I say that is not to be flippant, but the night before, Air Force Two took off from DC, followed by the Air Airborne Command Center. Okay, they got in the air, and they came back down. Hmm. Now, the problem was the transponders. Something happened to both transponders in the aircraft. Now, these are two of the most highly maintained aircraft in the world. What do you think the chance of a transponder in two different planes going out at the same time would be? Now, Air Force Two, that, who that, would be that? The vice, that is yeah. the vice president. Yeah, okay. So that means, number one, the big guy was probably in a bunker. Could Why? be, yeah. I mean, my first thought when you said Air Force, and then I realized you said Air Force Two, I thought, well, maybe, uh, maybe Biden tripped over something and broke something. But uh, then it was, then I realized it was probably Kamala. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But no, that's actually pretty significant that it would take off and then turn around because, like you say, I mean, there, you know, something clearly was not right, so they wanted to fix it. Uh, could that be another indication of cyber warfare? That is the. That is the general consensus, yes. Now, as far as Boxer 42, when I got that information last night, my reply to the center was, are they fleeing? And he said, yes. Hmm. Now, remember, 50 sat phones to specific senators, all the things that have been happening, all of the stuff going on in Russia, all of the stuff going on. Mel Gibson's film comes out next Monday, exposing sex trafficking, etc. in the government and in Hollywood. There are a lot of things going on right now, and I'm not seeing anything good, but I'm seeing how they all correlate together. Yeah, and let me throw in a couple of uh, comments here. The, first of all, what a lot of people instinctively think when they hear things like this is, oh, well, surely we would hear about that if these were congressmen kind of fleeing or 
if the the president was in a bunker and 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 the vice president was fleeing, surely somebody would report on that. Uh, no, they wouldn't. I mean, you don't understand just how tight the control is over the mainstream media, and they can easily do things like this without anyone having a clue. They typically, you know, let you know things that they want you to know for a purpose of advancing a narrative or an agenda. And yes, occasionally certain things leak out and they have to do damage control, damage control from their perspective. But uh, I would never assume that, uh, you know, you would hear about something major if it was really going on. They, they, there is a whole secret veil uh, there. And then as far as Mel Gibson, someone emailed me. I haven't had a chance to respond. Um my emails are stacking up again, but I, I've, I've kind of got a system where I'm doing my best to stay on top of them. Always appreciate hearing from you. Just be patient as I, I try to get back to you. But someone said, you know, they'd done some searches and some research and they, they're hearing that the Mel Gibson video is not true, that there are a lot of websites out there saying that, oh, this is fake news. It's not going to happen. Now, I haven't looked into it, but I, I assume that that's the mainstream media claiming it's fake news to try to discredit it. Uh, but how confident are we that Gibson is going to be releasing this expose on the child sex trafficking and mainstream politicians and others? Well, I'll tell you what, I have a reservation at the theater to see that the day it comes out. Okay. There uh, you what, go. what you and I have talked about before on the Franklin credit unit, everything else, I bet you he nails it dead on. Yeah, yeah. And I'll bet there are people in this country right now that are so nervous they don't know what to do. Yeah. We look at Mr. Biden. We have all kinds of information on him. Now he's got the bribery. He's got money laundering. He's got all of this stuff coming after him. What would happen if all of a sudden he felt like a cornered dog and he preemptively struck Russia? Mm -hmm. Don't ever put that out of your mind because when a cornered dog starts coming at you, they're capable of anything. Yeah, and, and that's a perfect metaphor because it would be a wag the dog scenario. I mean, that's exactly what, what they would be talking about. But yeah, so all of these things, and by the way, I agree. I, I think the, there's no question that the Mel Gibson thing is in the works. Uh, but uh, I would not hold your breath that this is going to end with any type of uh, arrests or downfall of any of these evil people. They always find a way uh, to... Uh, you know, to to dodge the bullet. I mean, it'll have have a ripple effect like the Podesta emails and the WikiLeaks and uh, the Pizzagate scandal did. But it, it's it, you know, it's not going to ultimately uh, bring justice. Uh, you know, that's not going to happen until Christ comes back and rules with a rod of iron. Um, but do you think all of these? things, you know, we're talking about different stuff, you know, military maneuvers, uh, uh, cyber attacks and uh, stuff with uh, Prigozhin over there in Belarus. And now this, uh, you know, uh, in, you know, all the sudden interest in this child sex trafficking and, and possibly exposing people. Are all of these things in your mind signs that things are, are heating up and people are starting to panic? Yes. The reason I say that is because the Luciferians like chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Could there possibly be any more chaos than what's going on right now? Yeah. We look at everything. There are people with things to hide, people that are guilty of crimes. Uh, the currency is going to heck. I mean, yesterday the IMF said there will be no more national currencies. They are ready to institute one currency. So, I mean, th this stuff is going so fast a month ago, they were talking about what they wanted to do. Now they're saying, we're going to do it. The WEF says they want to outlaw the word God. 
you cannot use God anymore. Now, I mean, let's okay. Uh, let's go to the let's go to Revelation where we talk about the two hundred million man army or thing army, whatever. That has always been one of those things that just kind of set in my craw because you could not possibly do that with humans. And I'm wondering, how would you do this? Okay, so I saw a film the other day on the Chinese. They now have robotic dogs that they are arming with flamethrowers and weapons, and they are making them by the thousands. Now, this doesn't quite correlate to the description in Revelation, but remember, they've got a 3,000-mile tunnel underground where they could be manufacturing things. They could be getting things ready. We have no idea. I mean, the Chinese seem to be so far ahead in technology. You have to wonder if they're not getting assistance from the demons. I'm going to be real honest. Yeah, and remember, Shane, in a recent interview, uh, talked about how there's no question that uh, evil spirits can influence technology and take control of technology and use technology uh, as far as the million the 200 million people in, people in the army i think they're these days that's extremely plausible both from a, a just an actual human perspective i mean when you've got one to two billion people in your country uh 300 million as a percentage of the whole i mean 200 million as a percentage of the whole is nothing but then you add to that ai and ai embodiment and and and, and all of that and then also uh, CGI and Blue Beam and some of these other types of technology, it's not hard at all to see how those types of prophecies could come to pass. Exactly. And the thing is, I um, reviewed a program last night that is very unsettling as far as AI and computers go. Um, I sent that to you and Shane, so I would imagine you'll want to discuss that with him on a program next week because AI is out of control. Yeah, my it it's Tom Hughes out of control. Yeah, Tom Hughes, who's become a, a really a good friend. I really appreciate him. Uh, we've uh, interacted a bit uh, in person and by email, and I've had the uh, distinct honor of being on his show, Hope for Our Times. And we're supposed to be back on here coming up. But uh, he had, I think it was Scott Townsend, it was the guy, it was the right. name. And uh, they yes. talked about some pretty incredible stuff. So you can check that out at Tom's uh, website. But uh, yeah, there's uh, no question that this AI is just you know, uh, by leaps and bounds changing, you know, hour by hour. And and what's really fascinating about it is that it's global. I mean, this is a movement that is not emanating from one sector of the globe or of, of, of technology or science and, and business. It is touching every facet of every part of the world. Every day I get emails. I subscribe to a couple of different uh, AI related company emails that where they give news reports every day. And it's just like, I mean, pretty soon, you know, AI is going to affect your toothbrush and, you know, you know, how you flush your toilets and, you know, how you mow your grass. I mean, it's just, it's literally affecting everything. And so to me, that's one of the biggest signs of the times. And, you know, my, my book that I'm working on that I've had to have kind of gotten behind in it because of the crisis we've had here with the flooding and uh, the, the issues here in Colorado with, with all of the, the rain. Um, 
by the way, thanks for your prayers on that. The 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 uh, water finally stopped coming in on Monday, but we still have a lot of cleanup and work to do and, and mitigation and restoration and sheetrock and all of that. So um really appreciate the encouragement and the prayers, but still a long way to go to kind of get get through this uh this crisis here at our at our home and our property with not by works. But um but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to be talking about in that book is just the role of AI in hacking and tracking all of humanity. And it's happening. It's happening. Yes, it is. Now, a couple of small things to add before we get into the rest of that, because I know everybody probably is going get to the point. OK, here we go. All right. The Georgia peach crop was destroyed. So there will be very few peaches this year. Just so everybody knows. There's a drought in Iowa, Nebraska, and Kansas. The wheat crop, corn, everything is going to be affected. So prices are going up, supplies going down. Strategic oil reserve continues to go down. And Russia decided that the agreement to ship grain from Ukraine to the rest of the world, they're going to stop that. They have new buyers in India and in China, and they just assume supply their allies rather than the rest of the world. Ukraine supplies 30% of the grain to the rest of the world. So we're going to be in trouble very shortly. Okay, let's talk about Russia. Our friends never go away. All right. The Zaporozhye nuclear reactor is being fought over by Russia and the Ukraine. They both say they're going to create a nuclear incident. Um. You don't know who's responsible. It's going back and forth. All of the reactors have been shut down. So the problem is, could they blow it up and create contamination all over the area? The reactors will not melt down now. They're not, they're shut off. But we could have radioactive waste like Chernobyl over all of Europe, probably mm -hmm. part of Africa. So that is a definite concern. Russia says Ukraine's doing it. Ukraine says Russia's doing it. Who knows? The um, Ukraine army had a two-day counteroffensive that's been crushed. They are being annihilated. They are losing thousands of troops a day. Russia is mobilizing all of their troops at this time. So that means the Wagner group has been moved probably to Belarus, maybe some still fighting in the Ukraine area. The Chechens have moved to another area, but now they're going to move in the Russians' troops. The orders Putin is getting from the people, his generals and everybody else is, get the war over with. We're sick of the body bags. We're sick of the effect on our economy. We want it over. So either he or somebody is going to have to get aggressive. That would mean a full, mobil full mobilization and a full attack against the Ukraine. Now, Scuttlebutt is now, he will go through Ukraine to Moldova into Transnistria. He may also go into Poland. Supposedly, Prigozhin um, is, yes, I, that name messes me up for some reason. He is also going to control the nukes in Kaliningrad. There are 750 nukes in Kaliningrad. He will also have control over the ones that are now in Belarus. In other words, he could he could wipe out the entire NATO area with what he has under control. 
the theory is he'll be under control of that. Belarus can wipe their hands of it, not be responsible. Putin can wipe his hands of it because the field generals were given the okay to use nuclear weapons if they deemed it necessary. Now, Prigozhin being a criminal, as they're calling him, he moves into Belarus and he launches. Everybody's going to go, hey, we had nothing to do with that. He just went off the deep end and he did it himself. So if, if you're in Europe right now, I'd be watching everything closely every day because yeah. Russians have their defensive positions ready and they're ready to go. Yeah. And and by the way, Prigozhin wouldn't even have to actually do it himself. He's He could be a patsy where they're setting him up to be, you know, the fall guy. But really, they just, you know, another CIA black ops or something goes in and, and does it. Um, what are you hearing about the chatter that we talked about a little bit over the weekend that, um, you know, they, the, the, the narrative is is casting Putin as if he is now a just an enraged uh, animal backed into a corner because of 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 this staged coup. I believe it was a staged coup, uh, and that now he's unpredictable, and that these are dangerous times, and he could retaliate uh, because he is. Uh, I even saw a CNN report claiming that uh, Biden assures us that the U.S. had nothing to do with uh, this uh, coup attempt because, you know, people are are hip to the game. They know that the CIA does these black ops and, you know, foments coups all over the world. It's called a color coup or a color revelation, uh, revolution. Uh, I talked about that in my article, The Battle Behind the Battle, this weekend. But, um, you know, if that's, you know, if that's what they're setting the stage for, could we also see Putin uh, whether actually or someone, you know, claiming it was him, launch some type of attack? Well, you never know what's in the mind in the mind of an individual. But during the coup, Prigozhin and Putin were not present. Putin was not in Moscow. Prigozhin was not with his team. Immediately after the little coup quit, both were gone for 36 hours. Now, I can see one gone for six hours, one for eight hours, doing whatever. 36 hours. I do not believe for one minute they were not together discussing exactly what they were going to do. After that meeting, they then, Russian diplomats then had a high-level meeting with the Chinese. I don't think Putin is out of control. I think he is in total control. He has a plan. He is instituting that plan, and I believe we're going to see the results of it within a few days. Hmm. You know, they said Putin had Parkinson's. He had cancer. He was losing it. The guy looks a lot better than our commander-in-chief, i got to be honest. You know, <laughs> yeah, he but, looks like he's got it together. Yeah, but so does that armadillo I saw on the side of the road the other day. You know, So, <laughs> I mean, that's not saying much. But <laughs> Well, but, but does the armadillo eat ice cream? That yeah, <laughs> Now, you know, it's it, it's all a chess game. We know the things going on we have no idea of. But I did notice that the combat patrols in the Baltic and in Ukraine, the aircraft that are flying them went from a policing action to a combat action. That means they are now going to be escorting every aircraft in and out of there, and they are ready to fight. Hmm. You don't go from policing to combat for no reason. With everything taking place in the United States, uh, it's kind of like, what are, what are they getting ready here that we don't know about? 
Are they expecting an insurrection? Uh, talking to Shady brought up a good point, as I mentioned the other day. You start a cyber attack against the financial institutions, and then you close everything down, bring in the CBDC because, hey, the CBDC, if it would have been there, we could have never had a cyber attack, right? All right, so we know there are millions of Americans that aren't going to put up with it, aren't going to like it. So all of these survey, there's been 8,000 survey, aerial surveys in the United States in the last 60 days. Now, the United States is mapped. What are those surveys doing? They're looking for something. They're making plans for something. Um, day before yesterday, 1030 at night, a Blackhawk goes over Canyon City. Transponders off. But I can tell by the sound what it is. And then as it left, it turned a transponder back on. Why at 1030 at night? Why were there 43 of them in the air yesterday? They're looking for something. They're planning for something. Um, I think they think something's going to go down and they're going to need to take drastic measures. We've talked about martial law before. All of this stuff could be in place just in case. The yeah. FDIC said some Friday afternoon, we're going to move in and changes are going to be made. Well, on the 4th of July, wouldn't that be the perfect time to do it? Yeah, I tell you what, it's, uh, you know, the other thing that we're not talking about that that could be playing a role in all this is all of the UFO activity. I've I've seen more emails recently from people sending me pictures, uh, you know, their own that they've taken of, you know, real anomalies and, and strange UFO type uh, things uh, than I have in a long time. And, and I continue to point out this upsurge and maybe some of these jets that are scrambling or some of the behaviors that we're seeing by different military sectors has to do with some of this, you know, demonic activity out there that's also heating up. Could that be true? Well, Blue Beam, yeah. let's face it, it's all falling into order just like Sir Jade many years ago said it would. I've got a gentleman doing a really, really deep dive on that. We're going to have to do a podcast of just that because he is doing more research than I had time to do, and he's bringing up some really interesting things. Yeah, and, and um, I understand that Bluebeam obviously correlates to uh, the UFO and 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 for those who don't know, Project Bluebeam is a has been around forever. It's a joint NASA military uh, you know program that where they would use uh, technology to create uh, basically fake images. Um, but and I get that that's also going to be something that they do to potentially help with the great end times deception after the rapture. But that all being said, there is a very real supernatural demonic you know spiritual. A manifestation happening with these evil yes. spirits and and you know they can you know, it's not all manufactured right that is correct and the thing is if the rapture occurs then that would be the perfect thing to move in the excuse for the deception put the luciferians totally in control now moscow is under martial law we have a carrier attack group in norway why do we have one in Norway for crying out loud? This is this stuff is not normal. Yeah. The Russian and Chinese immigrants that have come into the country of military age, all being male, all with the same type of supplies. The number was 10,000. The information I got yesterday says it's closer to 100,000. 
Where are they at? What are they doing? With that many people, you can only keep something secret so long. And after that, it starts leaking. So what's going on? Where are we at? Yeah, and was it, uh, I, th- I just saw this uh, yesterday. I think it was uh, Pritzker, uh, J.B. Pritzker, uh, not worthy of the name, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, he gives J.B.'s everywhere a bad name. Uh, the governor of uh uh, Chicago, uh, governor of uh, Illinois. Uh, and by the way, I talk about the Pritzker family dynasty and, and they're probably some of the most least known yet most powerful Luciferians in the entire system. But uh, he's uh, talking about, uh, you know, bending the rules or changing the rules so that illegal immigrants can serve in law enforcement, whereas normally you can't do that. And so that's a great idea, right? Here's people that have committed a crime and we're going to wink and nod at their crimes and give them a gun and a badge, right? I mean, that's, you know, it's just, it's ludicrous, but it's all part of a broader agenda. Well, it makes total sense to me. I mean, we have no law and order, so let's just take advantage of everything because there are so many things going on, people don't know where to look. I mean, you look one place, but is it, is that a false flag? Is the real stuff over here? But if there are actually a hundred thousand males of military age, Russian and Chinese, in the United States. We know they have stingers. We know they have javelins. They can take down aircraft. What else can they do? I mean, you don't just send that aged male with certain kids into the United States, you know, when they don't have a family. That makes no sense. Then, one thing I remember, which this is controversial, doesn't matter. 50 or let's see, how many years ago was it at the end of the Cold War? Was that 89, I believe? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dave, the Ukraine supposedly gave all of its nuclear weapons to Russia and the United States. Ukraine said last week, we want our own nuclear weapons. What if they kept a few back and they have them in storage? Secondly, At the end of the Cold War, there were 51 suitcase nukes that went missing. Nobody's ever recovered them. Nobody's ever figured out where they went. Now, they would be totally unusable now unless you replace the tritium triggers on them, which could be done without much problem. So you have 10,000 aliens. I'm going to call them that for lack of anything else. Could be armed with anti-aircraft materials could be armed with nuclear weapons. Um, I mean, what's going on? You can see everything is circling. Everything is coming into conjunction at the same time. Something's got to happen. Yeah, I remember after 9-11, you know, they were, of course, you know, that was a false flag attempt, no question about it. With all due respect to people who disagree about that, they just haven't looked into the research. Uh, Just because you've never studied something doesn't mean it's not true. I, I like to remind people of that. But uh, right. after that, in the in the months following, they convinced all of us that you know hiding behind every bush was a rogue, you know, Islamic terrorist group that was you know ready to you know do you know uh, surface to air missiles or sh- shoulder fired uh, grenades, things like that. And you know, a lot of that was just part of the fear agenda to get them to be able to take all of our rights away. But the fact is, it's been widely reported that these. Uh, nukes are in fact the suitcase nukes are in fact unaccounted for that we've known that for decades and so uh at some point you go yeah there's fear-mongering 
but yet there is a, a real substance you know to some of this stuff and will it come into play someday and and the answer is it very well might well and the thing is there's too much present right now to discount nobody can say uh nothing's going to happen not going to be a big deal because when i was listening the other day to the russian military channels they have what is called the buzzer the buzzer is how they transfer messages to their armed forces and that thing went off it, it gives a buzzing sound, but then it's kind of like our emergency action messages. All of a sudden, it starts giving letters, names, numbers. So you know that that stuff is being broadcast to the military for troop movements, troop alignment, whatever. The United States the other day sent out 66 action messages within four hours. Mm. Now, something's going on. Yeah. I don't know if they're all in cahoots. I don't know if it's all separate. I don't know if it's planned for a month from now, two months from now, but my sources say it's immediate. I take a more conservative view. I'm thinking July and August is when, you know, June through August is when I'm thinking everything happens. But there are people definitely concerned that this is happening now. Absolutely. And like you said, uh, you know, July 4th is a, you know, a, a perfect time from their perspective to do it. They love key dates. They love symbolic dates. They love uh, times when there's large gatherings. So, uh, you know, I would remind people to just, uh, you know, keep uh, keep one eye on the Lord and one eye on your surroundings and, and be prepared like the scripture tells us to. And uh, before I, I wrap up, any any other kind of news items, uh, isolated news items that you have come across that you want to mention? Well, there are probably 300, but uh, <laughs> probably nothing more important than what we've talked about this morning. The economy is shaky. Fed now comes in in a couple of days. Yeah. Nobody's saying anything about it. So what's going on with that? The banks won't tell you anything except if you want cash, uh, they're really reluctant to give it out. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing, but that's coming. Everything else is coming. So happy fourth to everybody. But if we have to do another emergency broadcast, don't be surprised. Yeah. And we'll always be standing by ready to just kind of talk about it again. We don't, you know, have any special secret knowledge or insight. We're just uh, a couple of guys that uh, have some, you know, insight into both the Bible, theology, and world events. And Randy especially just has all kinds of sources and intel from different uh, parts of, of of the world. Um, but, you know, talking about that economy, let me just throw this in before I close. My dad mentioned, and he was going to mention it last night, but we never got to it in the interview, that uh, you know, he banked, one of his banks that he banks at is Wells Fargo, and he went to his local branch, or two Wells Fargo's in the town that he lives in, which is a suburb of Houston, and he went into one of them and uh, to try to get some cash. He was trying to convert some $100 bills uh, to ten, uh, tens, twenties, and fives. And they, they, he wanted, I think, I think he said about $5,000 worth of smaller bills. And this was just last week and they didn't have them. And the, the teller told him, as a matter of fact, we're not getting any more cash. And this branch is closing down that, that they're starting to close down branches across the country of Wells Fargo's because they're not going to be doing as much with walk-in physical presence where you have bills and, and money that you can touch. So that's another anecdotal sign that we're headed towards this uh, digital rollout. Interesting you say that because one of my sources said a friend of his went into the bank to get cash. 
he wanted to get 1500 bucks. And the bank, and it was Wells Fargo, said, no, we can't do that. It's limited to $1,000 a month. They had to get a vice president of the bank to okay that $1,500 that he had in his account. They said, just use the CBDC. Well, the CBDC is not out now, so what are they saying? Are they mixing things up? Are they telling us things are coming faster than we know? So it's interesting that your dad had that experience. Somebody else in Canyon City had that experience. So this is not just isolated. Yeah, it's conditioning. I really think it is. So, well, folks, uh, I want to encourage you to uh, stay in the Word of God. Uh, If you're listening to this program and our, our audience is just growing all the time, thank you for that, by the way. Thank you for spreading the Word, passing along these podcasts, passing along our website. You can go to notbyworks.org to find all of our videos, podcasts, all kinds of devotionals and other resources. Um, Thank you for helping us get the word out about the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message. Uh, But if you're listening to this today and, and, and you're not a believer, you've never trusted in Jesus Christ and Him alone, let me remind you that that is priority number one. Now more than ever, you need to make sure your spiritual house is in order. And the Bible says that we're all sinners in need of a Savior and that only one uh, person, and that is the God-man himself, Jesus Christ, can save us from our sins. He died, rose again to pay your personal penalty for sins, and he stands right there ready to give you the free gift of eternal life. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. Nothing you have to do to pay for it. It's already paid in full by the blood of Christ. He gives it to you free of charge and received simply by faith. More than 160 times in the New Testament, we're told that we receive eternal life by faith alone in Christ alone. So, Uh, I encourage you to trust Christ. For those who already know the Lord, uh, continue to trust Him. We're saved by faith, and we also walk by faith, not by sight. So in times like these, uh, set your mind on things above. Well, tune in again uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll have uh, Lucas Doremus back on. And looking forward to a great Lord's Day on Sunday at Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado. If we can ever help with anything, feel free to reach out. But Randy, thanks again for being with us. You bet. My pleasure. God bless you, everyone.